and here we go. Welcome in to Pels and Whistles right here on the Believe Network. We're excited to be here. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers, and we are so happy to be a part of the Believe Network and here covering the Pels for you all season long, 24-7, 365. No, we'll not have a podcast <laughs> Throughout all that time, but <laughs> we are here to give you all the Pels and Whistles as far as Pelicans coverage. And Rel, first of all, I'm so happy to be alongside you because, look, we finally started getting to know each other probably yeah. a year ago. And mm-hmm. and ever since then, been a fan of everything you've been doing as far as the Pels 12 and the fandom Thanks. that you have for this team. And this is going to be a weird night for me, me not being with the Pelicans <laughs> anymore. I, I'm going to rely on you to kind of help me out a little bit because watching as a fan is something that I haven't done in 11 seasons. So yeah. from your perspective, I need to know what the heck am I supposed to do tonight? <laughs> yeah, you need feet on the ground. So <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> exactly. We're going to be at the, you know, doing our watch party thing with the Pels 12 and everything. But I'm super, super excited for tonight and just for for the season, you know? Yeah. And how excited are you for this opportunity? Look, I mean, we're going to. We're going to get to talk Pelicans basketball whenever yeah. we want. We're ready for a podcast. No. <laughs> we're going to click a button and we're going to go. There's no set time. For there's sure. no set. We're going to try to be as consistent Just as vibes. possible. But if there's a <laughs> if there's what they call an emergency pod, we'll do emergency pod, you know, yeah. if we need to. Because there might be some times we do and it might be good things, could be bad things. But we're going to be for <laughs> here for you. And, and I hope you all can be here for us. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited about this opportunity. And, um, you know, when you reached out and asked me about doing it, I was like, wow, you know, like, Six months ago, we were just hanging out at the uh, FedEx Forum in Memphis, <laughs> just yeah. chatting it up, just a fan and a Pelicans radio guy, right? <laughs> so yeah. here we are today, and it's just, it's insane. The last uh, six or seven months or so have just kind of been like a whirlwind. And so now we're, at this point, we're doing a podcast together. So I'm super excited about um, about this uh, opener against the Nets. Uh, I think I saw that they got the Nets as like three point favorites or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm taking this personally already. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And, and look, I, I think to start this preview a little bit, one, now we're both going at it from a fan perspective because I can say yeah. now that I, I feel like I, I'm hoping I'm part of the Pels 12. I feel like, you know, yeah. I got to get a shirt. I got I to gotta get a Pels 12 <laughs> versus the world. Some merch. Uh, 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 some merch. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> but as far as tonight's game go, I think this is the perfect opportunity to play the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can get them at a better time than on opening night. You saw last year how many games Durant and Irving played together based on Irving sitting out with the vaccine, mm-hmm. Durant out with the injury that he did during the Pelicans game uh, in early January. And then now you had Ben Simmons who hasn't played with both of them. This is the first time you're going to see those three guys on the court together. Yeah. And yeah. right now, Joe Harris not expected to play. Seth Curry not expected to play. Those are two offensive weapons that they're not going to have. Right. And I just think this is a chance for the Pelicans to take advantage of a team that has not played a ton of games together. And also, how's the dynamic going to look with Kevin Durant, who wanted his coach gone, still being the head coach (laughs) of the squad? So so much drama. (laughs) You would think it's on Bravo the way the Brooklyn Nets are situated right now. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if this is the this is the time to play one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, I will take this on opening night every time, especially with the schedule after that. You got the Hornets with potentially out LaMelo Ball. Mm -hmm. And then you open up against the Utah Jazz, who are not the same Utah Jazz as they were last year. Not at all. if, If you get through tonight, you're looking in pretty good shape, I would think. 
Definitely. Definitely. I saw uh, KD was, uh, I guess he was in, in some sort of interview and he was talking about BI and how he's one of the most talented guys he's seen in a really, really long time. And just he's naming all the pieces that we've got. And he's saying, like, I'd much rather play those guys first because I don't want to catch them in like some some midseason stride, you know. So I was like, all right, well, real recognize real, I guess. <laughs> right. And I think they might be looking at us, the Pelicans, the same way, if you think about it, because this is the first time that Zion's going to be put in the fold with the four mm -hmm. other starters with CJ, Herb, B.I. and Jonas. And so there could be a little bit of um, growing pains when it comes to that. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity uh, for the Pelicans to kind of show what depth they have. I mean, they went to the playoffs last year. Um, with a team that didn't have their, their best player. And now you're going mm -hmm. in with the healthy squad besides Jackson Hayes. I feel like you're in a lot better position than you were um, just at the beginning of last season. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see what the guys can put together and mostly just, you know, if we can stay as healthy as possible through the season, I think that's probably our biggest hurdle and, you know, injuries, they're, inevitable right like something's gonna happen hopefully it's nothing major um and hopefully we can you know just kind of come out of the gate running you know we've got a lot of slow starts over the last several years um i think the last time we started uh first 10 games ended up at 500 it was probably in 2017 um every yeah. other time besides that we've been under 500 so <laughs> a lot of people are thinking three and oh in these first three games um i hope so uh, it looks like it should be that way, but you, you never know. It, it's anybody's game on any night. So, And look, if it starts 0-1, there's no need to freak out. I know everyone <laughs> – it, it's from a lot of previous seasons where you just can't get off to the right on a winning <laughs> note, but I, I think it's going to be okay when you're facing a team like the Brooklyn. They're still a really good team, and I'm not saying just because of all the things I mentioned earlier that it's going to be an easy win. I'm just saying mm -hmm. if you're, you're going to find the time to play the Brooklyn Nets, kind of like what Kevin Durant said about the Pelicans – you'd rather get them on opening night than when they're in their stride, when they've locked in, when they've gotten that chemistry together. So I think it's going to be kind of a battle test for both teams to figure out which chemistry is more ready than the other team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a uh, man. I'm just, today's going to be like the longest day. <laughs> I'm just like, so, so can we get take to me through the, <laughs> take me through the mind of a fan because this is my first time kind of gearing yeah. up for a broadcast. I'm not having to get ready for a broadcast. Yeah. I'm going to be able to sit there and watch on league pass like everyone else, or yeah. at least in the New Orleans market, they'll be able to watch on Valley sports and uh, yeah. the watch party. So, I mean, is this, is this every game y'all get this nervous before every game and ready to tip off? <laughs> or is it just because, of the expectations of this year? I would say every game, since we started getting together for watch parties and things, I'd say every game, just because when we first started doing the watch parties, it was, you know, we were kind of looking like we could make a playoff run, right? So as we got closer and closer to, like, locking into the play-in and everything, like, of course, like, the nerves are there now. So every day when you wake up, it's, like, Christmas morning, or, like, I like to call it Pelsmas morning. <laughs> so <laughs> we just, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes ago, I put out a tweet, and I was like, so how are we... Like, what content are we injecting into our veins today? Like, what are you guys doing? How are you preparing? And some people are just like, I don't know. I'm just going to have some whiskey and listen to some podcasts. Um, <laughs> other people are like, I don't know. I'll be at the watch party. Like, you know, and so some people are saying they're not going to think about the game at all because they just want the they just want the day to go by quicker. You know, you got to get through the work day so we can get to the fun. But <sighs> everybody's got their own, like, fans have their own game day ritual too, right? So um, for me right now, I'm just... I don't know. I, I don't really have anything specific. I'm just kind of finding what I can to pass the time, including recording a podcast to pass the time. <laughs> yeah. So, 
So now you, when you tweet again, you're going to say, how are you taking in this day? It's going to be with pels and whistles because yep. that's how yep. the day is going to start. You know, we're <laughs> recording this bright and early here to make sure that we get this out for you all. And so we, we hope you all click subscribe and, and join everywhere on the Believe Network. Every platform you can find your podcast will be on there and we'll work to get on to YouTube as well as we get this thing rolling. But when we talk about expectations, Rel, I think that's where the key is going to be for this team, a team that had the injuries last year, got mm -hmm. off to that really slow start, ended up making the play-in, winning the play-in, and then putting a, a hard-fought hard battle against the Phoenix Suns. Is your expectations for this team just get back into the playoff, the play in, or is this expectation you get the, one of the top six seeds and don't have to worry about that play in? Uh, I would love for them to get a top six seed and, and not have to worry about the play in. I think um, making the play in again, I wouldn't say it's like, mm, I wouldn't say it's like a failure, you know, if we made it again, but that's everybody's definitely expecting more than that, I feel like, you know, and I've seen people put us as high as the third seed. I've seen people put us in four, five, and six. And so I'd much, much, much prefer for them to get a top six seed, miss out on that play-in. And you also get a little um, rest time in there, too, because the play-in is going to take up a few days. You probably right. have close to a week off, um, so you can kind of rejuvenate and get ready for that first round. So I'd much prefer for them to just skip all that mess, <laughs> get some rest, recharge for the playoffs, and, and take care of business with whoever the opponent is. So is it underachieving, then, if they play in the play-in, do you think? Personally, yeah, I would say it's it's underachieving just based on all the pieces we have top to bottom and what the expectations seem to be from top to bottom in the organization as well as to the fan base. Um, I'd say the set the sites are set higher than than play in. Yeah, I think it's such a tough thing to to analyze as far as the expectations with this team, because on paper, if everything goes well, this team could be a really good team in the Western Conference. And then you look at the Western Conference and go it's still the Western Conference and it's loaded. You still have the Golden State Warriors. You still have the Phoenix Suns. You had the Denver Nuggets now with Jamal Murray and Minnesota now with Rudy Gobert. I know I'm missing teams right off top. Dallas Mavericks who made it to the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> last year. That's five already and I haven't even mentioned some of the other teams. I know I'm forgetting yeah. some right off the top of my head. Um, don't have to worry about probably. Yeah, it's stacked. And so that's maybe putting the Pelicans at six right there behind mm -hmm. those five teams. And so that's where it's going to take either a team kind of taking a turn down south and maybe mm -hmm. kind of losing some of that, um, I guess, some of that credibility that they've had or a team that unfortunately has to go through some injuries. Look, I think that's what it kind of comes down to every year mm -hmm. is the injuries and who's healthy. But I think depth is so important that maybe this is the year that the Pelicans can recover if a guy is out for a couple of weeks that you have guys who can step up. You have a Jose Alvarado who's, you know, looked so good in his rookie year. Trey Murphy, you feel like he seems confident and has the ability to jump in whenever you need it. Yeah. You know, Larry Nance, fully healthy Larry Nance for a full season. All these guys have gone through training camp together. You got Billy. We'll see how Jackson does with the elbow, even though I think he's ahead of schedule because they said two to four weeks. I think and he's so. already listed as questionable yeah. for tonight's <laughs> game. So I think if you stay healthy, I think you could be right up there. But it's so hard to put them as like, all right, they have to be a top six seed or – it's going to be, uh, you know, underachieving because mm -hmm. I feel like you have to, the progress, you have to figure out what's realistic as far as making that jump. These good teams make the gradual jumps and yeah. it takes like a really good year, maybe an extra piece to kind of put them over the top. I just wonder if that could be the Pelicans year. I just wonder if this is the year that 
that can happen. Yeah, definitely. Anything could happen. Uh, I think uh, I don't remember which pod I was listening to the other day, but they were basically saying that teams don't just go from being like a 30 something win team to being a 50 plus win team. You know, like it just doesn't really happen like that. So maybe people should kind of temper their expectations a little bit. You know, <laughs> I think originally right. I was thinking maybe we can do 50. Now I'm closer to like yeah, 48 is cool. 46 is even cool. You know, last year we were what, yeah. 36 and 46. So anything beyond that record wise is definitely an improvement. But um Back to like uh, to talk about seeding a little bit, um, you know, once you get into the playoffs, the seeds don't sometimes they don't matter all that much. You know, obviously you want to have home court advantage, but um, I'm, I'm always thinking about the 2018 Western Conference standings. Third, fourth, fifth and sixth were all tied like days leading up to to when the regular right. season ended. Um, the third seed was able to separate from the pack by one game and then fourth, fifth, and sixth were all in a three-way tie, and it was just broken by, you know, head-to-head records and everything. So Portland ended up in the three, we ended up in the six, and then look what happened, you know? So it's anything could happen, and talking about seeds is, like, nice, and it's like, I want to be this seed, I want to have home court advantage and all that stuff, but, like, really, once we get out there, as long as we can, you know, come up with the correct game plan, we can beat anybody, you know? It's going to be all about matchups, I think. And I think yeah. as long as you avoid being that eighth seed um, and probably playing one of the better teams, if that's Golden State this year or if it's not, um, mm-hmm. if you can avoid being the eight, I think you're in good shape as far as at least making it a series. And I think the big thing that you saw last year is the growth in the playoffs and the experience mm-hmm. of this team and the taste that they got of being in the playoffs and how close they even were to getting to the second round. And I think that yeah. stuff stands and sticks with them. I'm sure they've talked about it too. Um but that's, I think, going to be a huge factor for this team is knowing that they got that close last year. Imagine what they can do when they have a bye in the first round, not worry about playing the play in. Imagine mm-hmm. if they got first round home court being a four seed and playing a five seed. Or yeah. if they're a six again, thinking we can beat this three seed. I remember in that 2018 season, me and, and Jim Mike and Hoffer talk about we're like our best bet is getting the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. We just matched up so well yeah. with them. and we had an answer for dame and cj we basically put all the pressure on them mm-hmm. and let the others try to attack and they couldn't and so when we took the ball out of those two guys hands it was over from the get-go and you know you go to <laughs> portland go let's just take one of the two games you end up taking two and then you go home and go let's finish this thing out so yeah like you mentioned it only takes a certain matchup and you might match well match up well against one of these teams in the west where it's like we can take them on even for the first two games are on the road. Uh, I think that the big thing is, is they've faced uh, a tough road atmosphere and playing in Phoenix last year. They also were on the yeah. road when they had to go for the, the playing games and that Clipper game, you mean down 10 going into the fourth quarter and all of a sudden you turn it around and win yeah. that game in that atmosphere. I, I don't think they're scared to play anyone anywhere, they're um, not. but I think that's going to be the key for this team moving forward. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things I love about this team is they're just not afraid of anything. And last year, our three rookies got huge playoff minutes, and those guys did, like no moment was too bright. It seemed, you know, and like they they were out there handling handling business, you know, taking care of business. So um, I like that the direction we went with uh, with drafting a few guys who had spent multiple years in college instead of you know the very popular one and done model, right? So. Yeah, that's one of the things I love. They're just they they got a lot of fight in them and they are not afraid of the bright lights. Yeah, I think 
when you mentioned the the drafting of what Trajan Langdon and David Griffin and what they've been able to Bryson Graham have been able to do and even the scouting is they're finding the right guys for their system. And it might not be the sexiest of picks, even though I thought Dyson Daniels was a great pick and he was a guy that was up there as far as being a top eight pick, top ten pick. But when it comes to you know, the ones in the two and in the and the ones that are one and done, you mentioned mm-hmm. for them, they they like the experienced guys a little bit. Herb Jones, you know what he was able to do at Alabama, Jose Alvarado playing all four years at Georgia Tech, yeah. um, just the guys that fit their mold. And as long as that regime up there is consistent, I feel like they're going to be the ones that draft and put together these teams consistently. And that's what builds a small market team like New Orleans. I hate to say small market, but it is what it is as far yeah. as where they are. Right. But building them into a sustainable winner. And mm-hmm. so, because it's not all going to come through free agency, I think it can if players see what this Pelicans team can do and be like, I want to be a part of that team next year. Then obviously yeah. you can attract that big free agent. You have a guy like CJ McCollum, a guy like Zion Williamson, you can bring people in. But until then, you have to go through the draft. You have to go through building from within. And I feel like the Pelicans recipe right now is one of those that you can build for a long run that this is not going to be a two or three year window. Mm-hmm. This is locking guys in for four or five years and being consistently in the playoffs, I think is the first step for this organization to kind of take it to the next level. Yeah, definitely. I can agree with that. So let's talk about tonight a little bit more and let's talk about kind of what we're thinking as far as coming off the bench. Look, I think we know the starting lineup. That's pretty simple, but as far as rotations go, I mean, who, who are going to be some of the first guys out there we see for the Pelicans? Uh, I think Trey might be first out. Yeah. Trey, Trey might be our sixth man potentially. Uh, so we'll see Trey out there in the second unit, Jose. Um, it's looking like Dyson might be able to work himself into the rotation like early on. Uh, of course we got to see Larry. Um, Jeez, man. Well, Jax isn't going to be. Well, if yeah. Jax isn't playing, we might see some Euro MVP. Yeah. Billy, <laughs> Billy Aaron and Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the team, we've never been so stacked. We've never been this deep, you know? And it's like we used to be like, oh, maybe there's seven or eight guys we can count on. But now it's like, geez, the ninth and tenth man on the rotation, like, who's it going to be, you know? All right. I mean, you even mentioned Devontae Graham. He's another one that could be in there. I know he yeah. struggled from three a little bit last year, and, and some people Someone weren't too missing. thrilled. But yeah, I mean, there mm-hmm. I mean, he still brings value to this team, so I think it's it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, are we, are we allowed to talk about the Lakers on this on this show? Are we? Uh, is there we a believe are, in Lakers that we can we... even team up with for <laughs> for one of these shows? Because I think they got to have something. We huh? got to track. I mean, we're tracking the we're tracking the Lakers this year. We're on Lakers watch because their yeah. pick is our pick once again, and. Some people are already throwing out the the draft machine and all that good stuff already. and the yeah, tankathon. The tankathon. <laughs> and there's some people. Some have landed already on the New Orleans Pelicans again. Oh and mm-hmm. one for the Los Angeles Lakers, but that's going to be the most exciting part too. Is not only seeing <laughs> what the Pelicans do, but I'm curious to see what the Los Angeles Lakers do in that squad and how that's all going to fit with. Westbrook saying that maybe that hamstring was caused from him playing off the bench because he didn't know how to be, yeah. stay warm and. Come on. LeBron saying last <laughs> night that they didn't have enough three-point shooters. and He's not lying, you know? He's not lying. <laughs> well, when you They're have probably all those three guys. To... Yeah. You got to pay Dennis Schroeder was the guy? Yeah. I don't think Dennis Schroeder was going to be that guy anymore. 
It's crazy. And yeah, and they're already dealing with injuries. Dennis, Dennis Schroeder couldn't play. Thomas Bryant had surgery like yesterday, or they just announced it yesterday. Yeah. And it's like, dude, the season's starting now. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with those guys. But yeah, it does add a another very interesting layer to how we're watching the games this season, you know? So um, I'm trying not to think so far ahead right. to, you know, their draft pick and the, and the swap and everything because – I'm trying not to get greedy. Like we have so much talent, like more talent than we've ever had. And now everyone's like, okay, now we want the number one draft pick again. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. That'd be great and all, but let's, you know, let's kind of focus on what we're doing in house. Yeah. You know, let's focus on how the guys are playing and, you know, the draft, um, the draft lottery and all that stuff that'll get here when it gets here. But right now it's like, let's focus on the task at hand. Like we got some games to play. Uh, I really don't think, uh, and maybe they are, but I really don't think the guys are out there thinking about the Lakers draft pick on a, a night to night basis. You know, no, they're <laughs> so. not scoreboard. That's what the fans are there for is the, the, yeah. to, to scoreboard, watch the Lakers. You know, they're going to start scoreboard watching when they get into February, March, as far mm -hmm. as, chasing teams like the Spurs and the Clippers right. and just like it was last year. So that's going to be the exciting part for the Pelicans. A couple more questions, and then we'll, we'll let this thing go and let everyone listen before tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. When we talk about rivalries, I don't think the Pelicans have one just yet. I think it was starting with the Grizzlies, but I feel like the mm -hmm. hatred for the Lakers has taken over <laughs> as the rivalry right now. It Would has. you agree with that? Because no one's really talking about Again, the Grizzlies are playing really well. They're going to be another yeah. good team this year. And I thought between Zion and Ja, that was going to be the rivalry for 10-plus years within this division. But I feel yeah. like everyone has taken their minds off the Grizzlies from the sake of the Lakers' hatred is, has gotten to a point where that's taken over the mindset <laughs> of these Pelicans fans. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that for sure. Like last night, I was up past 1 o'clock listening to the Lakers space on uh on Twitter yeah. just to see what kind of meltdowns they were having. And it, it's, it's already begun after one game. And it was probably in the third quarter last night, Ry Cole said, congratulations. And he tagged the Pelicans handle. Yeah. And so some people are like, what's going on? What are we congratulating them for? But we knew Pelicans fans. When we saw it, we knew we were like, Oh, this guy. So he, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's completely lost optimism already three quarters into the Lakers season, but it looks like some of their fans are freaking out. But yeah, we, we like to tune in and, and watch their pan, their fans uh, suffer. And then as far as like the Grizzlies, uh, after some of their games, I'll go in some Grizzlies spaces and, and I get along really well with their fan base. And I want to see those guys do well, just not when they play us, you know? Right. And so I think that we could have a natural rivalry just because they're in our division, but also there's a lot of young talent over there and we got some young talent over here. Um, and so I would like for us to have a rivalry with them, but one that's not like getting ugly like it was with the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Like that yeah. stuff was so, I was so ready for that series to be done because it was just the most outrageous thing. It was like, huh. guys, really? <laughs> like, you're confident. We get it. <laughs> no, I, for sure. And you, you definitely want some, some bad blood in the rivalry, not to the point where, you know, it's getting pretty ugly. Cause I mean, that's what a rivalry yeah. is too. There, there's some trash talk and that's okay. But you also, Mm -hmm. want to enjoy it where you're going up to memphis and you know the hospitality is there and you know when memphis grizzlies fans come to town you want them to enjoy their experience as well but experience it with a loss yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> yep. but before before i let you go you, you didn't even say that you appeared on the squad 
last night when it aired <laughs> on pelicans.com and we'll, we'll yeah. plug them a little bit for it um is this a did you sign a contract with them do i have to be worried <laughs> that my my co-host is going to be gone and just appearing in every squad episode what's going on i just told someone that yesterday i was all right they interviewed us at the game and i thought about it and i was like oh that maybe they're you know just interviewing fans for the squad or whatever and so when the when the episode came out um it was a few hours late like they said it was coming out at one o'clock and like five o'clock came around and some fans were like what's what's going on what's going on with the squad and i was like oh yeah where's the episode so probably at 8 30 it comes out and so i was busy watching something but i i put it on and i i fast forwarded through just a little bit a little bit i'm going i'm going and then i see myself and i was like oh man (laughs) here we go so that's two episodes in a row and I said last night, I was like, people are going to start asking me if I signed a contract or something. Yeah. And lo and behold. <laughs> but no, the no, the camera just finds me, you know, yeah. there's like, oh, hey, 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 let's let's go get a soundbite. Come on. <laughs> well, if you're going to leave the show already, I need to be your agent at least so I can get a piece of the pie. If you're just going to keep going on these these shows that are shown worldwide and this one will be too. But, you know, I got to I got to protect yeah. my co-host here and make sure that, you know, we do a couple more of these before you go you go global and, and viral. Oh, no, so. I'm in this thing. I'm in this thing. I will always have time for pels and whistles. Yeah. <laughs> Today's day one. We're going to be doing this thing. Um, I don't know how many episodes we're going to be doing per week. But like you said earlier, you know, if we need to do emergency pods, we're going to be doing that stuff, too. Um, and yeah. Given given all the pels and whistles on the coverage. Yeah, the goal is to do a cu- at least a couple of week while we get this thing situated um, and then go from there. If fans, if you have anything, you can tweet me at D Salerson with any questions. Rel, what is your Twitter handle so that folks can can tweet you if they want to hear something on the podcast? Yeah, it's at my name is Rel underscore. So send me some questions, send me some topic ideas, too, if you want. What do you want to hear us talk about? And uh, we're going to have fun with this thing. We're going to do some mailbags. We're going to get some guests, you know, some analysis. We'll yeah. talk a bunch of basketball. We'll, we'll we'll talk obviously mostly Pelicans, but I think it's important to talk all things NBA or at least a Western conference and maybe get someone on from some of the other Believe Networks and get their thoughts on, on their team as uh, the Pelicans will be playing everyone throughout the season. And again, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Most importantly, you can find us on the Believe Network. You can follow them on Instagram. Remember, it's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And yeah. wherever you find your podcast, we will be. So if you thought you got rid of me when I said I was leaving, <laughs> you thought wrong. You can never get rid of me, Pelicans <laughs> fans. And I will be this there the every step plan. of the way. This was the master plan. <laughs> it was just to kind of scurry off into the sunset. And then when the right opportunity comes, I was like, okay. I'm going to take this one. So <laughs> this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. And I wanted to make sure Rel came on for the ride too, is uh, we're going to bring you everything Pelicans. That's why it's called Pels and Whistles. All the Pels and yeah. Whistles you will need to get you through the season. It all starts tonight, 6.30 Central, 7.30 on the East Coast. You can watch it on Valley Sports New Orleans. You can watch it on League Pass. You can also listen. Remember, radio, as I was from that radio team, a new flagship station, 99.5 <laughs> WRNO. A lot bigger signal, a lot better signal, a lot more clearer of a signal. Yes. So there's going to be a lot more fans that will be able to listen throughout the Gulf Coast, even not in the state of Louisiana when you're driving all around. Plus, Baton Rouge still has a great signal for their affiliate. So you should be covered awesome. uh, through the whole state and wherever you can find also on the Pelicans app as well. I feel like I'm doing my old job again, trying to promote where yeah, everyone, but I want everyone, I want, I want <laughs> everyone to know where they can listen, they can watch, and most importantly, come Definitely. back here. For another installment yeah. of Pels and Whistles. So, Rel, this was great. I'm glad we kind of got the intro out of the way here. And now yeah. we're getting down the business. And hopefully, 
at the end of this week, we're talking about a couple Pelicans wins, and we'll let you yes. know when the next podcast is. I appreciate it, Ralph. Good talking with you. All right, we'll be back soon. All right, for Rel, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to Pels and Whistles on the Believe Network.